I'm Megan Mitchell. This is my co-host John Morrison, and you, yeah, you <laughs> are listening to the True North Racing. Ain't no hesitation. Got me going crazy. Keep it moving. I'm tuned in to True North Racing podcast that you need if you got the need for speed. John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry. Short track, stock car racing. Gotta get it hype. Saturday night under the lights. Hear the engine rooming by. Smell the gas and feel the vibe. Going into overdrive. Drop the flag, then the car zooming by. Hey, True North Racing. Let's go. Welcome back to a new episode of the True North Racing Podcast. This is episode 85. I'm your host, John Morrison. Joining me this week, we are having our first ever sub co host. Megan Mitchell, unfortunately, is unable to make it tonight, but we are being replaced by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Brandon Feeney. Feeney. Brandon, welcome to the show, man, as a co-host. Yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be nice to ask some questions today instead of getting asked them. I don't have to be prepared. <laughs> so uh, I get to make somebody else sweat this time. We have the guys from the Stickers and Scuffs podcast joining us this week. Cam K, Graydon Bunn. As most of you guys know, back in October, the boys asked me to come on their show. I happily did it, which, again, I don't know how y'all do it, because that was the first time I've ever been interviewed in my life, besides for a job. And I I think I did well. But, you know, it was uh, it, that was definitely interesting how being on the other end of the mic. Yeah, you kind of have to be prepared for anything they're going to ask. <laughs> And not knowing, like, there's no scripts or anything going on to this. So you have to no. be like, all of a sudden there's left field, there's right field. You have to be kind of ready to play down the center. And you know what? This isn't the first time I've been in part of getting you guys together to do in front of camera things. So it's actually almost natural that, you know, Megan's having a little bit of issues tonight, but we're hoping to have her back real soon. Yeah, you know, I I still put it out to her that she's more than welcome to come on if uh, she's unfortunately have internet issues tonight. Um which is obviously terrible. It sucks when that happens. You know, we're all, we, we all get a part of it from time to time. Um, But you're right though. Back at last year's Motorama. Yeah. When I met both you and Cam that's for the <laughs> first time, I'm like, Hey, look at my car, stand in front of it, film stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly right. Pot. Like that was hysterical. The fact that, you know, that was the first time I got to meet Cam K. You know, I've, I've, seen them around i've seen what they've been doing with the stickers and scuff stickers and scuff stuff and you know i was really happy to see see him out there really happy to see that he was um shooting film talking talking with drivers getting you know content and it was really awesome to see because you don't sometimes it's harder to get content for the guys we're going to be talking to because we have such a short window and i feel yeah, like we... with motorama we can actually expand a little more and be able to like, dude, I th- I don't remember, like, uh, maybe we didn't talk for, like, all maximum of, like, five minutes. Both yeah, days I, I was think... at Motorama. Well, that's because you went to Flamborough first, and I had to get down <laughs> to Flamborough. And then there was even talk about me helping you film at Flamborough with the CVMs that were down there. I know, yeah. I, mean, I still want to drive one of those cars. They look like so much fun. They are amazing. Uh, Actually, what's, uh, what is kind of funny is, well, yesterday, um, I was at a gender reveal party for a good friend of mine and they're having a girl happy to announce that they're having a girl um 
Have they my... posted online? Can we actually yes, say yes, it? There? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. We're good. I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm not going to get in trouble. Um, so Jacqueline and myself, we drove down to Cambridge afterwards because they have. We want one. First of all, we wanted to go see our wedding venue. Just have because it was realistically in three months from now when when um you know any year from now when our wedding actually is uh we wanted to get a kind of an idea of what the building what the like how the sun hits the building and stuff like that it's real some really weird stuff in my opinion but that's how i felt like looking at it to see how the area was going to look during pictures during the ceremony stuff like that um and sure enough within a walking distance from this venue is a antique store called Southworks. Yeah, I seen that snap. Yeah, uh, you wait, saw it. I, ha- I haven't seen any of the finds though. <laughs> any I of the, what? the one die- I haven't seen any finds on that one diecast that looked like a legend card. Dude, I got two more in the bag over here. I saw I'm 98% positive I sent them to you. Uh they might not have come through yet. Cuz you know I have issues getting pictures sometimes. So when I when I'm when we pause before we bring in KMK and Green and Bun here in just a few minutes, I am going to Pull them out of the bag because one of them is technically for my birthday, so I'm not supposed to show it. I'm probably gonna get in trouble for it, which is okay. <laughs> um, oh, wait, it's your birthday, but you already know what it is, but you can't show yeah. it online. I did that last time because, <laughs> he, um, do you remember seeing my 31 diecast I have of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s nationwide ride? Yes, okay, that big, that blue one. Yes, that ended up you sent it to me birthday. when I showed you. Yeah, that was also the- for my birthday last year. <laughs> I did picked I it s- out. <laughs> Well, I showed you my sponsor's diecast of the Kelly Earnhardt uh, yeah. car, too, right? Um, there's they're hard to find. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't eat. So one of the times Jacqueline's parents went down to Southworks, there was a Kelly Earnhardt late model diecast there. The IROC? No, it wasn't the IROC. It was the late model. Yeah, but it was like an IROC body, like a Camaro kind IROC. Of, yeah, yeah. The, this was 2021, so this is one of the f- times that shortly after, well, Jack and I have been together for three years. This is one of the times that I knew that they liked to go antiquing, and this is the, one of the first times they told me that they came home, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's a Kelly Earnhardt car there, 38. I'm like, no. Yeah, somebody has scooped that, and it's, you'll never see it that. again. I know. And it was probably like 20 bucks. <laughs> I don't know how much it was, but yeah, I saw it. I'm like, oh, I even looked at it. Can we go tomorrow? Like, we go now, like yeah, like I got gas in the car. <laughs> the that problem one was the dart back in those days. It was the dart, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, unfortunately it's it got sold the next time we were there. But I was lucky enough to pick up uh the Dale Earnhardt car. So I got a Jerry Nadu, uh, '40s Ford Coupe with uh, it's it's gold and it's got uh the Miami Dolphins colors. But we, I found the car it was supposed to represent for. So, I, I'm, I'm assuming it was had to do with someone Dan Marino being a sponsor, uh, an owner of the team or something like that, because it was the Miami uh, Dolphins colors. Yeah, you know, you only found that because it is Super Bowl Sunday when we're recording this. I right? know. I feel like it had to do something. And the fun, okay, so the funny part was, is I looked at it, and I was like, mm. Jack is like, well, it's thirty bucks. I'm like, I know. So I'm like, let's just look around. Let's see if there's anything else. I know where the die casts are. So I'm like, and the pro- they have the snappable stuff too. This like the build it, build it yourself stuff. And I'm like, and they have the T-Rex car of Jeff Gordon. They have um, 
the 2001 car that Dale Earnhardt Jr. would have drove. They have these other ones, but I'm like, I don't want to build those. I just want the die cast. So I kind of get a little discouraged when I see them. I'm like, mm. I, was like I don't want that. I want the die cast. So I get over to where the die cast are. And of course, it's up on the top shelf. I, I have to like literally, I can see, I'm like, ooh, Lumina. I'm like, oh, let me see what this is. Come down. Uh, first one was Davy Allison in the 23 Milwaukee uh, Miller Lite car. Oh, the, the 23 car. Yeah. That's old. Hold up. Next one I pulled down, Oldsmobile. Number 25. Tim that would, Richmond. Yeah, that would have been Hollywood Tim Richmond. You know, that's that's oh, yeah. another hard one. You don't see a lot of Tim Richmond merchandise I'm, anywhere. I'm well aware of that, and I'm so thankful we, I picked up those two. So I got those two die casts plus the Jerry Nadu car and paid no more than 150 bucks for all three. So I feel and like I we're going to definitely have to see the Tim Richmond car. That's the one I want to see. <laughs> I'm going to, so I'm going to, we're, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about it after we get Cam K and Graydon Bonnie here. Cause I want to get those guys in. We want to talk to them. But before we do, I'm going to show you that car. Once we get, once we pause the show here, I'm going to grab the car, show you it. And then we're going to bring in Cam K and Graydon Bunn. So let's bring well, in those. We should bring the car in while they're here. Cause they are both diecast collectors to see what their you reaction what? is. I'll send to the down. cars. I'll set them down over here on my on my right side, and I will show them to them when we when we get on the air. I'll, one throughout the show, we'll bring we'll we'll bring it up on the screen and we'll show it to them. Yeah, because if Cam like all of a sudden his eyes perk up big and <laughs> wide, you know you've got a good find because Cam I know. collects vintage diecast, nothing current. He collects vintage like early uh, early two yeah. thousands, like late nineties and before that. That's where his era is. I there's still some I got to get to him and I'm going to get it to him Motorama weekend for sure. I have a Pete Vanderwist uh truck and trailer with a 77 Loctite car on it. The coolest part about that the fa- about that was the fact that inside of it there was a brand new Loctite t-shirt. Inside how big is Ins- the truck and trailer? Dude, it's massive. Oh, so it's like one of those old steel case it's, transports. Yes. It's not even like the 140, like 143rd scale that you can get from like Walmart. You used to get from Walmart. Yeah. I'm talking the thing is probably two and a half feet long. I think we just showed how Canadian we are when we just <laughs> both agreed on the steel case transports. <laughs> I think we're only available here. They were solid steel. Well, not solid steel, but solid metal. They You couldn't break them. Oh, yeah. By like the way, I, said, I do see the open spot where my car is going to go behind you. <laughs> you know what's awesome? I have two cars still coming. I got your car. We we got to get together soon. I was actually uh, going to almost leave it with Taylor, but she goes, "I haven't seen it much either." I'm like, "I know." I, I I feel bad. Like I'm lately, like either I have the kids or my weekends just get tied up, and it's just one of those things. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just it's sometimes it's just hard to get hard to get it's out busy. places. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's busy. You gotta, you know, make sure family comes first. And like, exactly. we're not in race season. We're unfortunately race season for drivers and media guys like you. There's a little bit of sacrifice that has to be made. You got to miss time from loved ones and stuff like that. And so you you got to make up for it now. Exactly. 
So we're just waiting on the boys from the Stickers and Scuffs podcast to join us here in just a second. But when we do, actually, you know what? I'm not even. I'm not even. Gonna, I don't know why I'm pausing. Trying to talk about that right now. Let's get into this week's episode with the Stickers and Scuffs boy of Cam K and Graydon Bun. Joining us this week on the True North Racing Podcast is the Stickers and Scuffs boys of Cam K and Graydon Bun. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, doing great, boys. That's awesome to hear. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. This is a, 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 a I guess, yeah, it's still a crossover. Um, back in October, you guys asked if I would like to come on. I did. Uh, we had a lot of fun on that show, and now it's your turn on our show. Uh, welcome to the show, boys. Well, we're true, and we're we're north, and we're Canadian, so that works. Uh <laughs> Uh, we're racing fans, so we kind of do a combination of both of our podcasts together, and it's it's just magic, right? Absolutely. I'm Good I know mashup. I'm gonna have a lot of fun here because this is one of the things that I've been looking forward to for probably about I want to say eight months. I've been wanting to get you guys lined up, but I want to get you guys lined up near the beginning of the season of when we got back to our full routine here. Mm-hmm. And because first of all, we we talked about a little bit on on your show how this is uh we're we're starting to really combine and ma- and mesh really well uh in the sense of really trying to promote drivers you guys have not only done the podcast have been talking about a lot of people with a, with a lot of people you guys have done 100 episodes so first of all congratulations on 100 episodes i listened to the to the podcast while i was at the gym the other day fantastic work guys love listening to it um so first of all congratulations on 100 episodes that's i'm i'm not far behind this is 85 you're not only went 15 (laughs) after today right 15 after today barring any issues or any any uh anything we'll be hitting 100 episodes on june 6th is when it'll drop nice so we're not too far behind racing season starts yeah like full swing i know right it's it's gonna be nuts um what I wanted to touch on was that you guys have also started doing your own driver stuff as well, which has been awesome to see. You guys are reaching out to a lot more drivers, East coast, West coast, South, wherever. Uh, first of all, I'm going to jump all the way back here. I know I just ranted for about like a good two minutes here, but it, that's <laughs> what happens on the show. Ranting, so <laughs> that, this, this is what happens on the show is I just get talking. I just realize I don't make a point at all. And I talk for about two minutes. I do that too. <laughs> we ha- we have four people here that rant on forever. You guys have at least three hours minimum right here. <laughs> you got to work tomorrow, man. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. You could take your laptop to work with you. We could still be talking. Exactly. Yeah. True. This is Absolutely one of those ones that should have been like a live show just for, just for fun, just to see where it would have ended up. Um, name the time, buddy. Facebook jail, <laughs> dude. We got you. I think, I think that would be a great, great, a lot of fun. Was just do a live episode, name the time, buddy. We're there. Absolutely. I wonder if we could do like, like a TikTok live where you have to TikTok? get TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's TikTok. like the one thing we're not into is TikTok yet. I loved using TikTok, it's a good I time waster. <laughs> yeah, really I is. could see that. Like, I could probably get lost in that for quite a while. Especially once you get on the, if you get on racing talk, you yeah, you're down a, <laughs> you're you're never coming up. <laughs> yeah. It will literally um, like you should stop swiping for a while. You've been on this a long time. 
<laughs> I hate when they get that notification at like midnight or two o'clock in the morning, and it's just like you should probably get off. And I was like, no, I want more racing videos. <laughs> but anyways, swipe, swipe. <laughs> I don't need that. Not the type of swiping I thought you guys would be doing, man. <laughs> well, Jomo's getting married. I still do that kind of swipe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this took a and, turn quickly. And, you know what? I'm a race car driver. Happens. I always turn. <laughs> always left <laughs> yeah exactly he doesn't go right uh so for the stick <laughs> for the stickers and scuffs boys we want to know how did you guys meet how did you where did you get where did your friendship start it's a great story why don't you tell it Graydon? i was gonna say if you want um all right uh so basically i was a a slow bloomer, I guess, to the whole social media thing. I was the, the Twitter guy forever, and it was just, I was good with that. But that's kind of where it all started, right, Cam? Like we uh, we always just talked about largely the Pitty series and, and, and NASCAR in general. And it just kind of evolved from there. It, it Something came up, I guess it might have been through Mike uh, at Race Canada talking spitballing the idea of a podcast around because i do remember cam replying to someone saying the only person that he would do a podcast with was me and at that time i was just like man i i don't even like i can't check my email and that sort of thing i'm not (laughs) i'm a complete buffoon in terms of tech stuff and and also so eventually it did get to where it was a viable thing and I was kind of busy at work and stuff like that. So I was kind of like, I, I don't know if I can commit to that. Um, but at the same time, I've been taking my sons to mostly Pinty's races, but we do like some short track Saturday nights at sunset and that sort of thing. Their very first race ever was a short track Saturday night at Barry Speedway in 2014, the year that it shut down, which was, I did uh, like a couple of my birthday parties uh, I had at Barry Speedway. So it was kind of cool they got to experience their first ever live race at the same track I did. Um, So it's just that kind of passion that Cam and I both shared that just started at on Twitter. And then it kind of became apparent to me that maybe this podcast thing was, was my avenue to give back to the motorsports community who has done so much for us over the years in terms like, uh, I, I I can't go on enough about like it was mostly the Pinty series as I say because that's the the series that we just kind of gravitated to initially and uh, man like DJ Cannington and Scott Steckley um, Ed Hackinson Racing Jason Hathaway uh, those that crowd in particular they were always like above and beyond whenever we came to the races they'd always make sure the boys had like new hats and. Uh, the kids have always had Steckley t-shirts and that sort of thing. So here we go. (laughs) We, uh, we decided to do this podcast thing and that's kind of my angle on it. I don't know if, uh, if Cam, you want to put some more color commentary to that? Yeah. I mean, it was a little different, um, for me because, um, I had, um, I had been a huge NASCAR fan, um, obviously NASCAR fan growing up. Um, and, uh, was never, 
growing up in in Pickering, Ontario, it was not a place that racing was um, thought of to be cool. Uh, not not even close. So I was like the only kid that was really into to NASCAR, only kid that was really wearing racing gear, and um, and I had tried to cut racing out of my life for a good couple years because I honestly was tormented for liking it. It was a redneck thing. And and in the city, that wasn't a cool thing. Um, that was, uh, weird and, and not, I mean, if you weren't into sports, you were a loser. Right. So, um, I kind of tried to cut it out and sold my NASCAR collection, tried to get rid of it, got into hockey for a lot of years and, um, other sports just tried to focus on that. And, and then, um, through some kind of, uh, issues with mental health, really, I, I went back into, to liking racing because it was the one thing that I always really loved from a kid all the way up to high school and into college. And, um, so started back with that and, and through that started on Twitter. And, um, again, just like Graydon, I was really, uh, on learning kind of for the first little bit. So I started tweeting about the penny series and um so did he and he shared a lot of the same opinions as i did and same frustrations as i did and um but the one consistency was that the the love for the series in canada not just the u.s racing and um and so yeah i think mike had thrown it out mike sullivan um at racecanada.ca and he had basically said that there needed to be more podcasts or something out there. I'm pretty sure. I think that's what it was. And, and yeah, I said, it was well, like that. yeah, I, I was like, well, I, I, you know, I'd love to to do one. I, I took radio broadcasting in, uh, in, in high school and I absolutely loved it. I just didn't have the confidence to pursue it. And, um, and so I was just said on a tweet back that, Hey, if I was going to do a racing podcast, which I really want to do, I would do it with uh Graydon Bunn. And Graydon's like, reply back kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Great idea. And then not even a day later, Mike sent a message, to direct message to to me saying, you know, I got this idea. I want to launch this this site and uh, racecanada.world and, and have podcasts on it. And uh, I was first off blown away. I thought that that was ridiculous. Um, I was like, why would you want, we, we, we don't even know each other. We, we just, we hadn't even called. We hadn't talked. We hadn't done nothing. And we had, he's, but he had that faith. And and I basically said, well, no one's going to really, you know, no one's going to want to listen to us. Right. But Mike to his credit was like, no, it would be a great perspective. And there's not really this and you guys could do it. And, I'll help out. And, and he did. And, um, I mean, it was, and we had that, I remember we had that first, that first, uh, video chat and it took us, I, do you remember great? It was probably like an hour and a half before we actually got you connected. We had to get Jess had to help. I think it was like Jess had to like help plug in the phone and try different thing. I don't even know how we did it. If it was through FaceTime or what, I can't but, remember, but like I cannot overstate how little I know of technology in general. Like that adds to like our like the stickers and scuffs dichotomy. I mean, like we couldn't be more different in terms of 
walks of life and and day-to-day type stuff and that's the thing like i can't even get on zoom half the time i mean not, not now i mean i that's part of what this thing has done for us too i mean it's opened doors for us uh in ways we never thought and it's also made me learn things i never thought that i would be interested in learning all because we just want to keep pumping this stuff out not unlike yourself See, you know what right here is going to be hysterical because I'm going to assume because you guys started the podcast in in October 2020, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So now this is the funny part is because in June of 2020, I I know I told you guys this on the on on your show is is when I launched Drone Media Promotions. Now the whole basis of it was exactly where you guys were talking about on Twitter. Now I I'm not a I haven't used Twitter religiously in. I don't know, probably about five years, five, six, seven years. So it's to me, it's hysterical how I'm on Facebook and Instagram and I'm seeing the content that's being put out for Canadian racing. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, like we need to do more. We There needs to be more promoters. There need to be more this. There need to be more of this. And like, you know, uh, Adam Ross and Clint Jeffrey with Race Rivals Race Chat, they do an amazing job. Um, I love watching them every Tuesday night. That's honestly like the one night a week. I just look at uh, like at my fiance. I'm like at eight o'clock, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch my G force with that, with Adam and Clinton. And then right after I got to watch my, 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 my main here, Cam with his power hour, I got to double it up so I can get two hours in and watch them all get done. Um, it, it's incredible how you guys were having that same conversation on Twitter that essentially I was talking with my buddy who was in Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it to me, it's it's awesome to see both of us start the shows around the same time and see how far we've come. And it's incredible that, you know, first of all, that we can sit down and do this, that we can have a crossover episode. Um, because first of all, I love what y'all do. Like, oh, back at you, man. Like Absolutely. I'm over here every week. I can't wait to turn turn on my stickers and scuffs episode. There's times where I'll listen to it on my way to work or, or drive on my way home with it. Or there's times where I'll even sit down and be able to watch it at home as well. Um, because the content, the stuff that you guys put out, Cam, I love your videos, man, that you guys put out uh, from Motorama. Graydon, I love seeing the stuff that you've been putting out from uh, your adventures outing because, first of all, that's the stuff that we need. We need that stuff. We need these shop tours. And I I swear that you and I, Cam, that we have the same brain sometimes. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold oh, up. no. Listen to, me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Because you guys were literally posting about doing a shop tours down in the London area. Meanwhile, at the same time, I was already having conversations with Cam Thompson to go see him. So, like, I'm looking at this like, what is, like... It's it's hysterical that I don't I didn't even see your post until like a few hours after I talked to him, mm-hmm. and it's like oh you guys are going down London way and I mean I'm going to Brantford to go see Cam, and I'm like this is to me it's unbelievable the fact that you guys are setting up exactly the same stuff that we're setting up at the same time, and I love seeing the content you guys are putting out. Well, if I could like back at you, man, but at, at the same time. Um, well, 
first of all, I guess I would say to to fans who and Feeney, you can speak to this too uh, from like the competition side that like there was a, a hole in the motorsports landscape that that's what our mission is turning out to be to try to fill to just to get to know the the Brandon Feeney's of the world and and the the ladies of the delightful. ovals and yeah <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean like it just I mean, TSN does what they can. G-Force, I mean, that's the one of the greatest things to come on in, in recent memory, the, the service they provide race fans. But it's cool that we, as Podcast 2, the independent guys, still have all this content that we can we can grab up and, and spin on our own ways to that our fan bases that we're slowly but surely building up uh, are are enjoying and, and can't seem to get enough of. And that's such a gratifying feeling. It absolutely is. It's, um, you know, it's, it's funny when you say that because the biggest issue that we face is that our racing season is so short. It is the shortest anywhere really because I mean, we Alaska have that. Would probably take the cake. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Alaska, I think Alaska, Alaska runs sure. more. Yeah. Do, do you think well, so? Because they have so much sunlight where they actually don't lose sun. They can run more days a week and stuff like that. That's true. That is true. But for so us, like, who the hell you wants look at, to go out? Like, in Alaska, you know it's cold. <laughs> right? Here. Is it during the summer? It's it's just probably like 10, 15 degrees all day. It's like a spring day. day. It's, it's probably beautiful to race. And to <laughs> race with the mountains on the outside of the track. Yeah. Oh. I want to go so bad. ACC is pretty bloody cold out. So. <laughs> it's a hell of a backdrop. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Cam. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. No, there. no, that's cool. I mean, it, it's it's okay. You can interrupt me anytime. This is your podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, if you want to do a plug in the middle when I'm speaking, it's all cool. <laughs> and I, I, I totally, it's it's all good. I, uh, the the one problem is that you can't expect we, the biggest thing we were talking about when we started was, and why we started with so many Pinty's guests is because originally, uh, Graydon and I, I mean, we, we, we started off with Mike and, and we decided that we were going to go our own way and, um, and we were going to do, we we're going to do Xfinity. We're going to talk trucks, Xfinity and the Pinty series. And we're not doing trucks. We're not doing any, <laughs> like trucks or Xfinity at all. And that was a great call, honestly. Um, but we started with the Pinty series because, uh, you can't expect to get a ton of fans from an hour long tape delay and that's it. And then nothing during the off season. And I'm not, that's not a fault of the team at NASCAR here. I mean, the people that are involved are absolutely amazing, but you're kind of stuck in whatever you can get at. And yep. I, we all know that we've been, we've watched races that are an hour tape delay. You can't get the whole thing in an hour. And I mean, I love the broadcast. We, that's what we grew up on watching. Right. But I mean, you don't get to hear a lot about who these drivers are. I mean, a lot of them um, I idolized and knew nothing about them. Um, and, uh, you know, Graydon, I think, again, different type of experience because Graydon had been going to a lot of races. People knew who he was. Um, I wasn't that like that. I was I was too nervous to go and talk to drivers i mean I, I i remember being in toronto at in 2018 
and DJ was talking to Sherry uh, Putnam right in front of me. And I got a picture of them, but that's as close as I got because I was petrified to actually say anything. Now people just want me to go away, right? Because I won't stop talking about it. Right? So, um, you're, you're still pretty shy. There's a few times I've had to give you a little shove off the yes, leg. You, <laughs> yes, yes, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like the, the one thing I think that again, podcasting really kind of has done is allowed personality to shine, allow you to open up, feel more comfortable. And the one thing that I can say that maybe I didn't feel comfortable in uh, being a racing fan and Pickering because I was ridiculed for it. The racing community has given so much appreciation to both of us for just being ourselves. And that is the most rewarding thing about doing this is that we, we don't have to put on a front here. We, this is where we're fans. That's what we are first and foremost. And for, for one person even to, to call or message or say hello or say thank you or just say us. I remember the first thing we said was on uh, DJ, we did our first ever, ever episode with DJ and he, he said my name and I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, DJ Kennington said my name. <laughs> right. Like that you're going, I mean, people would be like, Oh my God. Uh, Jeff Gordon said my name. Well, for us, for us, it's DJ Kennington is, is the guy, right? Oh yeah. So, um, I can't Honestly, remember I what you would ask, but that that was my answer. <laughs> so I got a question for you guys, being big Pinty's guys. What does it mean for big Pinty's fans that LP Dumoulin's car is now on Victory Road in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Oh, it's about damn time. <laughs> yeah. We've been in NASCAR series since 2007. Why did it take <laughs> this long? I mean, I understand it's not the, the cool thing. It's not the cool series. It's not cup, but for a guy like I mean, DJ DJ is, is is awesome. But when you get talking to LP, you want a guy that's enthusiastic about his motorsports program. I mean, Graydon and I Graydon, is there a guy that's more like energetic when you talk to him? He's such a like you wonder how he puts the helmet on and doesn't like just drive it into the wall because he's so excited. Yeah, I think um, that whole Glory Road thing and seeing NASCAR Pinty series. To Cam's point, I mean, it is it's about time. But I mean, it's the the seventy fifth anniversary of NASCAR, so I mean, it is a great time for this to happen. And 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 yeah, to have the the series represented by uh, LP's car, three time champ. Uh, he's an amazing success story of the series too. I mean, he kind of, uh, he started in renting the equipment from 22 racing and, and him and his brother and, and their team of people that are around them have built Dumoulin competition into what it is today, a, a three-time championship race winning team. And to see a Dodge on, yeah, in that display is pretty cool too. Mopar baby. <laughs> Honestly, I completely agree with you guys. It is absolutely about damn time that NASCAR finally recognizes what we're doing up here. And to be fair... And WeatherTech, too. Sorry, John. Like absolutely, WeatherTech's yes. a great partner to LP, and yeah. it's cool to see them get some, um, some recognition, screen time, yeah. if you will, or some time on the uh, in the spotlight down there. 
Sorry, Absolutely. go ahead, John. No, no, it's all good, man. <laughs> Feel free to cut me off at any time. I'm sure my guys, the people who listen to this show, don't want me to talk, anyways. So, <laughs> John was surprised. I know the I had feeling. Questions ready. <laughs> what was that, Brandon? That you were surprised I had my own questions ready. I know. I was kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, he came prepared. <laughs> I, I had 20 minutes and I did some homework. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you guys, well, it are... does help that. It does help. I'm the only driver. I think that's a Jomo driver and a stickers and scuffs driver. That's uh, a you're bridging uh, gaps, man. We're, 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 <laughs> we, you've got some competition now, buddy. <laughs> you've got Jomo. You got Jomo guys and uh, stickers and scuff guys like Cam Thompson, uh, Chris yep. Lawrence, Brandon yep. Feeney. Yep. So uh, we're bridging the okay. gap there. So you got to kick some ass this year, Brandon. <laughs> we'll see. I still got a lot of work to do to my car to put it back together after Autumn Pillars. Yeah. I'll keep up the tough work. Hey, if you ever need a hand and I don't have my kids, let me know. I'll come out and give you a hand. Working in the trailer is not uh, fun for one person, let alone two. Uh, especially when you're about as big as me. So that. <laughs> Well, I, I can't feeling, jack. Buddy. I can't jack I know the car the up feeling, in the trailer. Joe, I, John, I know the feeling, John. It is about time somebody made it common for us big guys. It, hey, thank you, Cam. We're gonna. I'm gonna talk about this real quick because it's gonna. It it this. It's probably about the perfect time to bring this up. Yesterday, I went to an antique store, and yes. I found some finds. Oh, Brandon's excited for this. He saw it. I saw. I that, got yes. some finds. And I want you to take a look at. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> oh, they no. are NASCAR finds. They're NASCAR, These are their finds, NASCAR are... finds. Yeah, but it's not about me finding things. You know this... me with with finds. <laughs> this had to go with the big guy category here, because I have I got a new jacket a couple weeks ago, and the thing already makes me look like three times bigger than what I am because of how puffy it is. Okay, so I knew where the diecasts were in this shop in this shop. Because I've been there a couple times now. I was looking at the aisleway and I'm like, oh, I'm not fit. And I had to take my jacket off to be able to sneak down there without tipping anything over. So the first thing I'm going to show you here was something I found. I want you to take a look at it. Let me know what you think. Let's see if you can guess the driver. Yeah, let's see if you can guess the driver too. Okay. The, this this one's going to be a little bit harder. That's Jerry Nadu. Oh, all oh, right, the gold collection too by Racing yeah. Champions, very nice. Jesus, yes, Cam, right off the top rope. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Another so, wrestling reference. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Getting close to WrestleMania, we've got Super Bowl yeah, today. They so the perfect crossover. This was number one eighty of four thousand nine hundred ninety-eight. That's not bad. No, guess how much I That's picked a it weird up for. Number to end. Picked it up for thirty bucks. Nice. All right. Now, this, <laughs> what a on it, okay. there. this is going to be a little <laughs> bit. Big. This is going to be a little bit bigger one to show you. Oh, sick. A 23. I don't know. Oh, well, we stumped a camp. We stumped 23. Al is that an Allison car? Yes, it is. Davy Allison drove a 23. I had to look it up. I had to look it up. I know the 22 mm. with Bobby, but I don't remember a 23. I had to look it up. I did find pictures. What year is that? 87? Uh, 87. Nailed it. 
When did he? When, I wonder when he drove that. Would it be Talladega? He drove I think it that was under his dad's under his dad's name. It was like Davy L or uh, Bobby Allison Racing, I think, wasn't it? Well, because yeah, Bobby had his own had his own team, right? So and put Davy in the car, huh? Cool. That's a That's good, good stuff. That's yeah. not even too. the best one yet. That's not even the best one yet. Oh, it's not even know. the best one. No, the the next one is the one I think is probably the hardest one to find. Oh, oh man, damn! Oh, and it's that a Pontiac. Is... Oh, oh man, it's not a Pontiac. Yeah, it's it a Grand Prix, is it not? I th- yeah, it does. I thought you said it was an Oldsmobile. I know I was wrong when I read it. You lied to me. I did. I'm Gosh, sorry. Wow, that's wait, cute. Where the Do hell is the who... store? Yeah, <laughs> John, plug can't it. Tell plug you it right now. I'm gonna plug it. It's called Southworks. It's in Cambridge. Okay. They had, I didn't pick it up. I didn't pick it up. I should have. They also had a 143rd Ted Musgrave number 16. Family Channel? Sorry? Family Channel. Family Channel car? Yeah. Okay. If you see Cam all of a sudden leave, he's on his way to Cambridge (laughs) right now. (laughs) He's going to break in that store. He's going to be there Monday morning. Because I already, oh, because I had picked it up, looked at it. I'm like, She's like, is it rare? I'm like, I don't know how rare it is. Right? I don't know. So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to get this. Like, I know Ted Musgrave. He was, you know, good in his own mind. Uh, Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He was good in his own 2004 right. Craftsman Truck Series champion, though. Yes. So he is. Or 2005, no. I think. 2005. because He does have it. a championship, so I'm, I'm not saying too much. Uh, but, you know, he, there was that car there. I found uh, someone picked it up prior to me because, uh, and I wish he could have gotten it. It was a 38 Kelly Earnhardt late oh, model. Wow. Someone picked it up before me. I got, so the first time I ever found out about the store, it was actually my fiance's parents who went. They love antiquing, they love a different aspect of it than I do. I like the NASCAR stuff. They were like, oh, there was this here as well. And it was a 38 Kelly Earnhardt late model. Mom and pop. I'm like. That's what Grade and Bun would want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been looking <laughs> for one. Um, my I didn't even think they three. would have made a Kelly Earnhardt die cast. So. They do. My yeah, they do. There's three of them. They're, yeah. One of them wow. was out by uh, Brandon's Way. Yeah. It's I know it was. Amazing when you find. Like one of the things that I absolutely love about NASCAR is the die cast collecting, right? Oh yeah. The one thing that you talked about already was the Ted Musgrave. A lot of the stuff, the early, the late '90s stuff, it, there's so much of it because they did so much promotion for the 50th anniversary of NASCAR, right? So, mm-hmm. like '98, '96, '97, '98, the stuff is there's people are getting trying to get rid of it because there's so much of it. What I really like is when I started getting into motorsports and getting into NASCAR. So like that 2000 to 2009 range, those are like my go-to. So that's what all, uh, all those yeah, right there. are. Um, and then like, I put a lot of my stuff away, right. Because I was supposedly supposed to start painting and like a year ago. Um, and, uh, well, and maybe a year from now, honestly, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> You right. just gotta get a stick of some scuff wrap behind you, so it's a backdrop, and then you write. I mean, yeah. fast signs, fast signs, Ajax probably would wrap the entire <laughs> condo. That would be great. 
But well, they just need to do that back wall as a backdrop, or like yeah. right where your curtains are. And... <laughs> there you go, dude. Get the curtains done. That'd be actually really cool. That'd be pretty cool. That would yeah. be kind of freaking neat. So, uh, <laughs> fast signs and Ajax, if you're listening, uh, can yeah, with like a can, you gotta send that to them. Curtains. Yeah, fast signs has been fast signs been amazing. They uh, they did all of our uh, no plugging here, right? But they uh, they did all of our <laughs> amazing decals. So, um, absolutely. I may uh, love them, but yeah, the, the diecast stuff, man, there's uh, that's, that's how you do it. Right. I mean, they don't, I feel like the problem with modern day racing is that they're, they don't make diecast like they used to, like they used to release diecast for everybody unsponsored drivers. They would release diecast for and every paint scheme, every single one, Mm -hmm. not just all throughout the year. Now they do DNPs all the time. So as soon as they release it, if they don't get enough pre-orders, they cancel it. And I'm like, what's the point? Right. You also mind you also had like five or six different manufacturers of die cast back yeah. then. Right. Now you can have one. one. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't think the quality is nearly as nice as they used to be. Um, no. no offense to those guys, but, but back in those days we had cast card die cast because you had multiple, people that you could go to if we want to get a pinty series die cast you need to sell over 500 pieces pre-order yeah. and sure that might be simple for you know some people but the reality is you have to actually physically buy 500 pieces before you can actually get them potentially made right i mean yeah. Graydon yeah. just got himself a, a an amazing uh, piece that I think Lionel produced Gary Elliott's car, yes, if I'm not mistaken. Did. Yeah, yeah did. and, and yeah. that's not like that is not an easy thing to do, right? You have to have a ton of money, and and even for Kevin Lacroix years ago, he got one done by Lionel, limited ed- like a limited edition. They don't, they didn't even have a Dodge mold, so they had to put it on a Chevrolet. <laughs> You're not even yeah. getting what you actually need. Right, like back in the day, you could get an exact replica of a cast car late model yeah. to the T with the right contingencies, the everything on it. Exactly. I got one. Supposed to. I got one right there. I know you can't Home see Hart. it. Don Thompson. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, That's... by the way, you never guessed who it was in the last diecast John brought up. You guys never figured. Yeah. Out. Is that is twenty seven? Is it Rusty? Nope. It's not Rusty in the old old no. Milwaukee, right? And we drove the Kodiak twenty. Tim Richmond, yeah, it's Tim Richmond. Ah, okay. Graydon coming that, in a clutch. Tim, he, he's older than I am, so. <laughs> I I freaking love Tim Richmond. That guy, I wasn't, like, I didn't watch. That guy Tim lived Richmond. high on the hog for well, kind of literally. Um, yeah. <laughs> he lived the high life there for a good little while. Literally, the, the middle world high life. The, yeah, <laughs> guy had the world by the you know, <laughs> short and curlies for a little bit there and was one hell of a talent. That's a cool die cast. Oh, yeah. In the I, box, too. Good. Yeah. Good yeah. Man. That didn't bankrupt you, did it? No, no. 50 no, not, bucks. not too bad. Which one? 50 bucks each. That's it? Nice. That's yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's not, that's not terrible at all. So <laughs> It's hard to find die casts that people are selling at a reasonable cost as oh, well. Yeah. Uh like you get some guys that are trying to sell, like they're trying to pedal it for like hundreds of bucks, dude. There's I know a Kale Yarborough one in Mississauga, and I want it so bad, <laughs> but I'm not willing to spend two hundred dollars on it. 
No. Well, yeah, no. you bought one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, see, I'm kind of a cheapy when it comes to my diecast. I can't go more than like 60 bucks, honestly. It's just, uh, it's, it's not worth, it's not worth it, right? It's, it's, it, I mean, I understand if you were, if you're getting like the top metal rubber tires. Yeah. Um, but it has to be something that's it, with the box as well. And there's yeah. people that literally put out, I mean, I remember, I remember sending some to Graydon actually. And the guy, I think it was like somebody wanted $125 and it wasn't even in a box or it, like it didn't have a box. I'm like, well, like you got to have the boxes. Yeah. And so the fact that you're getting stuff from the early late 80s still in a box, that's so hard to find. I know. Right? So, I'm so thankful. Is it, is it sealed? Because that would be uh, the ultimate. It is open. Oh, it is open. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the old Milwaukee one's open. Yeah, what if the guy like? Open. Yeah, I those are all like my boxes. The ones that are still in boxes, I've all been open just to like slide them out to look at them. Like, <laughs> like they don't even have my fingerprints on them. But like, see, I can't. I'm you got to take them out and just look at them. I can't. I can't do that. Like, I have some like really nice ones. Like, I got three Kevin Harvick ones up over here. I got a Dale Jarrett that was uh, a Muppets one. The Muppets Dale yeah. Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I got well, that. I'm I got. Gonna... A, I have a Jason Leffler FedEx one. Cool. Did you say a piece? I got a Jason Leffler FedEx one from two thousand and what six, or uh, six or seven, just before Denny took over. Didn't even know they made one. Yeah, picked one up for like thirty bucks near my house. Oh, I got cool. a big old one eighteenth Dale Earnhardt Jr. Nationwide car, and I have them all wow. set up on my up on this uh, ledge right behind me. Yeah, I need something I, like that. Yeah, I'm. I I joked with uh with with my fiance Jacqueline saying that I'm going to start building a uh a a lower unit because because <laughs> it's I'm a gonna, lower groove the lower groove there it is because <laughs> <laughs> I got to add brand I got Brandon Feeney's coming I still got to get his and I got a Gary Elliott one coming as well. Nice. So on top hmm. of these three, they need to find a home, and I feel like they need to be prominent in my background. Well, Feeney's definitely needs to be right where that on-air sign is. Yeah. <laughs> when it's I first a, get it, that's where it's going to go for a couple weeks. Is the Linda actually still sitting there? Is it the actually would. Uh, is the Linda still sitting right by the on-air? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me yeah, and Cam apparently talk it all the time. <laughs> what was it I gave you for, like, in your background here? What did you give me? Oh, what? Was it a hat? Yeah, I got a hat. I still got it. I rotate I know, through them. I know you have stickers on your toolbox at work. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> and yeah, of course, right, Cam, your turn. <laughs> your car would actually work perfectly with the North Wilkesboro sign. It would. I would love to yeah. run there. I love that track That's, in the game. Oh. Now, I got. Now, this is a question I got for you guys. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about NASCAR returning back to North Wilkesboro? I don't know. I never saw it race there in the first place. <laughs> Cam, neither did I. I've only watched ra- old races from there. I've only been told it was amazing, so I don't know. <laughs> the way I con- see... Oh, sorry, go ahead. So here's my concern with that. I know I'm not the guest or anything like that, but here's <laughs> my concern with that, is they're going to do this, and it's going to be huge the first year, like the Clash, and they're going to try to stuff more into it the second year, 
and over pollute it. Yeah. Yep. I really hope that's not the case because I love the facility. I love the track. I love, you know, I loved it when they brought back that late model series last year and uh, all the asphalt stuff last year put on some great racing. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see it back. I'm going to be honest. I never, I never got to watch it. Cam, I'm in the same boat as you. I just literally looked up YouTube North Wilkesboro racing and watched as much as I could to have an understanding of that place. Um, because one, I love the history of NASCAR. I love the history of racing in general. Hell, I go down to freaking Toronto and go stand where old exhibition stadium was just to feel like, you know, I, this is where, you know, the, some of the greatest race car drivers ever have raced. So like, I, I feel like it's uh, a great thing to have back that they're pr- trying to get back to their roots. Yeah. The way I see it is think about us with the case of Cayuga Speedway. There is like my father, like our father's uh, parent, like whatever you want to call it. Um, spent a good bit of time hanging out there and then it closed down. And then it got brought back for us to enjoy, albeit for a pretty short amount of time. But I can only imagine that that would be something that the North Wilkesboro fans feel. I mean, that track sat there dormant and people driving by it and visiting it and looking through the gates. Just like uh, I did that, too. Like when uh, Cayuga sat there dormant before Jucasa was even a thought, I just wanted to go see the place. And it was nowhere. I don't even remember where we were going. It was something probably because we were closer to my in-laws or something. I just wanted to go and see the place in the flesh. And you couldn't even get to the track at the time. They had the gates like right in, like yeah. right off the road. But like I, just like you're saying with the exhibition place, you just want to go there and just feel it and see it. And we were lucky at least to experience that polished and re- redone Canada's crown jewel for that little bit of time. But I, that's, that's in my mind what the North Wilkesboro fans are feeling right now. I completely agree with that because it's, I haven't yet to been to to Jacasa or Cayuga, obviously. Um, But, you know, there's still days I'm thinking like, man, I wish, you know, I want that track back so bad because the the fact the, that it's still there can still give us hope that it might. I know. I every day I have this little glimpse of hope that I'm gonna open up Facebook, and Jucas is back, and it's like yes. <laughs> I'm like, hoping I'm the hoping same for. thing with Gortha. Yeah. I love yes. Gortha Speedway. It is one of the best places ever to race. There's so many grooves and like, but it's just like <sighs> right now. There's they've taken catch punch and everything down there. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. It's... I, I, I just want to run. <laughs> but I think the hope is that more will be saved, right? Obviously yeah. the biggest the biggest help with North Wilkesboro is that their government helped. Yes. And that's what's happening with Rockingham and what's happening with um Charlotte is that they have a government that's willing to put some money into helping rebuild these tracks to their former glory because they see a potential in it. Unfortunately, we don't have that luxury. I mean, racetracks, I know that they've, they've tried to, to get help and support and 
it, they see the land is too valuable that the track too valuable. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. And you have to give something back and racing again. We have to battle a short season. And yep. they the one I think maybe the downside for them is that they didn't have weekly racing. They had special events. And you might have needed weekly racing to be able to afford it or at least have the right investment made. It sucks because I think Kenny Hill had a vision and oh, yeah. made it happen. He did. I mean, that we had the short track nationals there where you had big names coming up here and racing. Oh, yeah. If you get Bubba Pollard to come up and race, you've done something right. Yeah. And I think that the biggest crime is that it sits there when we have perfect divisions that could race there. Oh, yeah. Not only APC and the Pinty series, but I think if you could get, I'm not going to say trucks, but I personally think the Xfinity series would work perfectly at Jucasa. It's a short give me track, a double yes. weekend. Uh, yeah. Give me a double weekend. Give me trucks. Give me Xfinity. Absolutely. Uh, that is a beautiful track. They Can you imagine those guys running? Even getting like Arca and stuff like that. Well, Arca yeah. was the other one I thought of because Arca back in the day went to Cayuga. Justin yep. Algaier won that race and and they had uh, a decent car count show up for that. I mean, the, the biggest issue with a lot of the stuff is is cost. Yeah, it's it's why we don't see Montreal happening for the Xfinity series anymore is because they said they didn't have a, a presenting sponsor. And it's ridiculous in this day and age that costs are still as high as they are. We talk, I mean, great. And we talk about with drivers all the time about how expensive you got one on the show right now who can tell you how <laughs> expensive it is. And, and, and Brandon, you're not in the Pinty series. You're not in the APC, you're in super stocks and it's still that stupid expensive. The more exposure that you can give the better. And that's why what you talked about at the beginning of the show, I want to just, um, rem- you know, you guys have done an amazing job covering just as we have. I mean, having two ep- two shows that have done 100 episodes, you've got Racing It Out with Todd and Caitlin. Oh, yeah. That's more recent, um, but they talk about a whole v- variety of topics. You obviously have the legendary Race Time Radio, which has been on for 17 years, yep. right? You have Raceline with Eric Tomas, which is, I don't even know how long that's been on, but it's been forever. <laughs> Um, and then you have the wide world of motorsports with our good buddies, James Jordan and, and Michael Wallace, who are also m- making weekly episodes. You've got countless. Now you've got the dirt side of things. You've got um, podcasts popping up there. Gary Clute podcast is another yeah. one that started. We're getting there. It's definitely happening. It's just how long will it take to get those major corporations to see value right it's it's so hard i mean brandon you you've talked about it for countless times about how hard it is to get somebody even just to to respond back to you yeah if you tell them you're looking for a uh, partner or a marketing partnership or sponsors stuff like that for racing they just delete and i think this in the states racing is a huge lifestyle you can't yeah. live off racing in Canada. We don't have a feeder series for the Pinties. We have hard, hardly any spots open for guys like me to even land a ride. 
So, like, you, unless you have the funding, you're not getting a ride in Pinty's right now. But if we got racing to the point it was in the States where you have 40 car fields in the Pinty series, well, now guys are looking for drivers. Sponsors are going to want to be on there because it's going to be a must-watch thing, just like the, like, look just how much, like, like NASCAR used to be. Yeah. Exactly. When, but like, When they had 50 cars show up. Yeah. But, like, the Xfinity series, look at the, the staffs on that. Because the Cup Series is its own breed, like everyone's gonna watch. It's got all the big names, but your Xfinities and your trucks are your 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 feeder series, and stuff like that. So if you get the Pinty Series, then that'll be our Premier Series, not like so. It's our Cup, yeah. So everyone's got to understand Pinty's isn't a feeder for those. This is our Cup. So if mm-hmm. we take the like the Ontario Sportsman and turn that into like an Xfinity, where it's like, all right, we're gonna get you some experience in with this field, doing the hundred lap shows, and now you're gonna move up to like that, and like you know what I mean. You could you could make a program where not so much people make money racing, but you now make it so people can follow their driver from Peterborough Speedway, Flamborough Speedway, Sunset Speedway, right to on TV. Where I think that's where people struggle to get the connection is a lot of these guys that race Pinties, there's not many that kids got to see race a short track because they basically started in Pinties because well <laughs> they didn't start there, but like you know what I mean? There's yeah. no true way to feed up and like it's not just like all right dan mccaddy got a ride because he's i don't know 10 time late model champ at peterborough or it's you some people get rides that just because they have the funding and the sponsorship to do it it's the same thing in cup series and stuff like that but you just see some of the talented drivers that should have an opportunity don't even get looked at here yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and that's kind of Sort of that that's partly why we all like why this exists right now is just that that's kind of our we're taking that upon ourselves to try and help these drivers get their names out there and and tell everyone who they are and and maybe yeah like you say just a company or two will will share that belief and and get behind because yeah like i say lord knows there's plenty of talent out there there's oh yeah and as you like canada doesn't have the um the sheer numbers of of racers but i mean the the amount of talent that's not getting discovered in canada is still there too just like just like in the states and i mean the organizations like ladies of the oval and um just and what we're doing, it's just anything that we can do to help just get more eyes on it and and maybe get uh, get a, co- a corporation to loosen the purse strings a little bit. <laughs> I like, completely here, agree. Like, here's a name that you probably all, if I mention it, will be like, all right, let's, this guy deserves a shot. But think about this. I think about a guy like Danny Bennett. Yeah, he's driven pro late models, sunset champion. He's won in everything he's ever drove. Yep. When is this guy who is basically can drive anything going to get an opportunity without having to pay for it? Mm-hmm. The guy has more talent than almost anybody. And like, I'm not saying that to down talk anybody, but this kid is good. He's learned to adapt. He's won multiple big pressure races, won championships. He's worked his way up. He's come back from adversity. Yeah, where is that? Sometimes does it go from he's funding his own ride to somebody takes a leap of faith in him in our racing community? I think the hardest, the hardest thing. I think that I mean, Graydon, when we talked about the Penny Series, 
which is a lot, we, we talk about the beginning and a lot of those team owners were the, 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 the owners were the drivers. Yeah. But what happened was they retired and left the sport completely. When you do that, you don't have team owners that are putting out rides for people to be able to even get into. And that's where the biggest issue I think lies is that even in the, in, if you look at it, even the, the cup series is like that. Now there's not really a single car team out there. It's all affiliations. It's all, Mm -hmm. you know, this group of people working with this group of people, manufacturers working with manufacturers here. It's not going to be like that unless all of a sudden we get a major influx of new, uh, you know, uh, manufacturers coming in like Nissan and, and Toyota and, and, um, which I don't, we don't foresee really. I mean, there, there's a lot that has to go into it. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it is a hobby. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a hobby for a lot of people. And, you know, Feeney's done it. Graydon got a, a, a little taste of it last year that the smallest things cost a fortune and the pandemic was fantastic in a sense of allowing myself and and Graydon and I think you guys as well we got to see a lot of Canadian content because a lot of people didn't leave they stayed and this past year was one of the most successful that the Pinty series has has had car counts were the best that they had been since 2013 but we're also still going to see the outcome of two three years of pandemic for probably years to come still because businesses are going to start feeling and finding those issues with either pay or um big thing is the um inventory and when we saw it last year with the part shortages that's not going to go away immediately it's going to take time so costs will continue to rise inventory will dwindle until they're able to kind of even it back out it's a very very hard thing for race teams in canada to even get what they put into it what's the common phrase you don't get into racing to make money especially Mm -hmm. not here you're not getting a million dollars to win a race here you should. <laughs> I mean, you should. Back in the day, I'm mean, pretty sure cast car purses were pretty high up there, you know, and, and now you're not looking even close to that. And it, I don't put a lot of that on the, the tracks. I think a lot of people blame tracks. They blame um, owners. They blame a lot of things. But the reality is it's just expensive. Yeah. It's not what it was 23 years ago in the early 2000s. Um, Joel Robinson, a good friend of ours um, from TSN, has said that the cost is five times what it was cask- when it was cast car. Yeah. Five times. Like, it, it's crazy. it would be awesome. It would be awesome if we could get back to 60 cars at, trying to qualify for Delaware. Oh, can you be, imagine oh 65 God. cars trying to get into Delaware? Oh, my God. I would love it. But you I just said it. it right there with the budgets or like the – the inherent cost that it takes to put a car on a track, even for one race, it's just not doable. And that's why you don't really see like the, the mom and pop operations and the, um, I want to say it just 
the Western crowd doesn't show up in droves like they used to. Uh, I mean, RS, they have a great product going with RS1. Yep. Uh, I mean, so why would they? I mean, but it's, it just shows it's not that climate anymore. It's not that type of world, the biz, business in itself. Like corporations are in bed with other corporations. So it's not like it's, it, it's not just in racing. It, it that's a, a global thing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it just, the trickle down effect and, and as, Cam speaks to with the parts availabilities and the the supply and demand of it, just the sheer economics of it just makes racing so expensive. And, and I just go back to that's where us fans know that like the business of racing, isn't something that a casual fan always sees. They see cars on the track, they see flashy colors and numbers and stuff like that. But behind the scenes, the, the inherent costs that, that's stuff that we're thinking about in the stands when we see a car pile into the wall or somebody dump somebody and wreck their car and be like, that just costs that guy thousands of dollars that he does not have. And he's going to go and try and pound pavement or she is going to go try and pound the pavement and call in every connection, every friend or anybody that'll donate parts and that sort of thing. And that's, that's just something that we like to tell those stories for one, because it shows the camaraderie and that whole thing that we talk about where the competitors want to beat their competition on the track fair and square, as opposed to seeing them sitting out due to a a part or a part failure or a bent sheet metal, what have you. Um, Mm -hmm. That's, those are all just reasons why we're here. And I think that, uh, that it's cool. It's a good time to be a motorsports fan in Canada it might not be the best time to be a business owner, but I mean, it's a, it's a good time for us to, to really help these guys and rally around them and, and help make these, these short little off seasons, the best months of the year. I mean, we, I can say for myself before doing the podcast, I, I would not go to races if the car count wasn't. Cause I just, I was like, I don't want to go for 16 cars. I mean, that's greedy. It is. It's an awful way to think. But that's but what you're a consumer that wants bang for their buck too, absolutely, right? Absolutely. But the one thing that we did, I think, and that I mean, John, I think you're in the same boat, is you can either sit there and bitch and complain that the, it doesn't have enough cars, or you can try to help. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't do. They just sit there and complain that oh, NASCAR doesn't have this and they don't have that and they don't have this and they don't have, well, you don't know how easy it actually is. It looks a lot easier. And then you get really close to these, these guys and gals in the series and the drivers and the, and the team owners. And like Graydon said, we went from going nuts when we were watching races to being like, I don't want to see guys tear their shit up anymore, racing and, and acting like that's why seeing the clash this past weekend was infuriating because oh, yeah. I go and say, you guys are just wasting millions of dollars worth of equipment. When I know that one of those cars, one of these drivers, like a Brandon Feeney, could use half the budget that you're doing and really bump up his program. And you're just going to go half. Ruin I'd probably it. use a tenth. <laughs> there you go. A tenth. I'm just saying you could have opened Beefy Motorsports Pinty's team with the budget that they have. And they're going to destroy it. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely no care. And th- these guys driving like absolute morons. And we go and we see amazing racers that are humble. You got guys like Feeney, like Larry Jackson, who are literally working on their own equipment. 
busting their asses all the time and they don't get any of that attention. It it's so it's it's hurtful, but I'll tell you that when you go and you see somebody succeed, um seeing uh Garrett at Sunset win a quick quick race um after talking with him about all the, you know, the issues that he had had or something that was wrong with the car or whatever. And then having an SNS deck on, I'll tell you, uh, Joe, you, uh, you know, I keep calling you Joe because of the Jomo. <laughs> Jomo. Don't worry. It's all good. You would know this as well, but does it not feel different before? Like when, when you were a fan before getting involved, it didn't mean as much when somebody won a race. Now, when you see it and you see how the guys that you've, talked with and you see the guys that and gals that you get to know and you see that they had a good finish or oh, that yeah. they you know did better than they did the previous week when when brandon won his feature last year all you want to go and say is like oh my god i'm so happy because i know how much that means i think those were my exact words to you weren't they brandon uh yeah i think I got a message from you and Cam before I even got back to my trailer. Like I wasn't even <laughs> through Tech Lane yet, so like you know, what I mean, it was it was it was great because like you guys can watch on like race monitor and stuff like that, which but, is like, what I was doing. <laughs> which unfortunately, race monitor was even acting up that night. So like it said, Donovan was leading most of the race, but like I was just minding my own business for most of that. But like, imagine if we had the coverage like Flow Racing does down in the states. Like if we had, oh yeah. So we have so many short tracks. If we got one night per track a year, or like depending mm-hmm. on how it works out, if we had a team that could actually do that and add it even into flow racing as a extra coverage for them, think about how much bigger that alone would make Canadian racing. I think you look at what Rogers is doing at Delaware. I didn't know a single driver from Delaware Speedway two years ago. And now ask great. I won't shut up about Delaware Speedway. <laughs> I absolutely love I, I look forward to it more than I remember seeing this actually to you, Graydon. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to watch the truck series. I want to watch Delaware Speedway on Friday nights. Yeah, it's great racing. I mean, we Absolutely. watched it. We watched, and that's the bonus too. We watched it when we were at GP3R. We watched the OSS yeah. race at Delaware. That was a hell of a good Friday night. It was a great race <laughs> with Kev Trev, Kev Trev getting two straight. Um, but that's what you need. GeForce does it, and the best part about having those live stri- streams is you can go back and watch it. Yeah, if you miss it, and I miss a lot of races, right? The other thing is you can prep for it, right? I don't have to listen to Fox Sports Racing tell me for the thousandth time, "Are you are you faster than a redneck?" <laughs> yeah, I, I'm done. I'm done hearing dumbest stuff on wheels. Oh my god! Oh, absolutely <laughs> brutal. So and- you guys want to know something real funny? Is I haven't tuned in to Fox Sports Racing since it speed stopped and everything like that. I tuned in one day, and I'm literally watching. I'm like, this is the same crap I watched ten years ago. Yep. Why hasn't, hasn't it changed? changed? I think Jimmy Shine. Yeah, Jimmy Shine's in a freaking old age home now, probably, and he's still like doing Car Warrior. Like they don't even have that show on the channel. I don't. But did you know? Did you know that it's no longer twenty four hours, or no? It's no longer forty eight hours. It's only twenty four. Oh my god! Like it's nauseating. Like it's really cool to have all the options that we do have to to take in our own racing, and that I think kind of partly helped how 
like our podcast evolved too. Like it, we kind of yeah. somewhat quickly into the stickers and scuffs thing was like, man, if we talk Pinty's racing, we're going to be out of coverage in about 20 weeks or so. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. in terms of like doing the interview structure where you're yeah. like, we like bang out a weekly interview, but then the more we got to talking with Pinty's drivers and um, like other industry professionals that we've had on the show, like you always end up having conversations either off the recording or during the show and say, Oh, have you heard about this person? Have you heard about that person? They're going to be the next big thing. And then you start looking at other series mm -hmm. and other tracks. And then now it's kind of a thing for the, our family where we, it's kind of cool to go to at least one new place that we've never been every year. And it's a pretty surprising amount of places in terms of racing venues in Ontario that we haven't been to. We got a whole, like we just scratched the surface now by going to Oshuiken last year. Like now we've got the dirt world to, to kind oh, of yeah. take in. Like it's, it's kind of cool how that, like our, our podcast anyways, has kind of has naturally evolved from, we're just talking NASCAR. We're talking Pinties. We're talking trucks, Xfinity. But now, and it's the same old thing. It's just the people. We oh, yeah. we hear it from people, and then we start talking to all these people, uh, like talking to to Brandon when we go to Peterborough, and and making friends with with Kevin Trevlin and the Herniac Hall guys, and uh, Robin Oliver Strong. Uh, um, Ollie Strong Racing, and just that's just like a handful of examples right there. But I mean, oh, yeah. there's there's countless episodes of our show and your show that prove there's there's so many great stories to be told in the Ontario racing world alone. Never mind Canada. You're exactly right. Like the biggest thing is is the one thing I noticed, especially when I first started all this stuff. I feel like you guys said the same thing is there's personalities in this sport that need to be shown. And I, oh my God, and yeah. I a hundred percent believe that both of us have done that. We have gone to talk to some amazing people and they have shown to us time and time again, why this sport is freaking amazing. Why we love this sport. Mm -hmm. Why this is such, I hate the term that this, that racing is a redneck sport. Yeah, me too. Because this sport cannot be more of a family, mm -hmm. a family-oriented sport, more than ever. Now, obviously, guaranteed, Brandon can attest to this one. I can attest to this one. Now, the pits sometimes, that may be a little bit of a different story, but everyone will come together at one point or another. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing about on the pits. So, like, even if somebody hates your guts, you've wrecked them 15 times out of 16 races, if you break something, they're still going to probably lend you the part as long as you give it back. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I race against guys. I have, still to this day, there's a borrowed transmission in my car, just like moving in and out of the trailer to, because I broke transmission like three weeks to go. Like, I was done for the season. I didn't have the money for a new transmission. I was done. I got told I'm not allowed to pack it up, put, put their transmission in, which left them no backup parts. So, like, and like there was times he's having an issue. He goes, No, you gotta be out there. He goes, I'll deal with my car. I'm like, but I have your backup parts. He goes, Yeah, you're staying out there. We're we're good. So it's the same Graydon went through this last year when he, he got an opportunity to race. And I mean, the the people, I mean, I was 
crushed first off because i mean i wasn't able to be there we we kind of needed to do i was doing some oss duties at sunset that night and he was racing at peterborough for uh the outlaw midgets and i remember i remember messaging um his wife and i'm like jess how's it going and she's like it's not good i'm like what and my heart just like sank because i'm like i was so you were so excited but then i call i remember calling Graydon at the end of the night and I think we ended up talking the next day and he's just, yeah, all he talked about was, yeah, sure. He was disappointed, but was the, the friggin' people in the garage that he said he had the champ, uh, Jessica James. Um, he had Rob Hooligan, Rob McCall. Uh, I think Feeney, you came as well. I mean, he said he got people coming from all over just to try and, and help him get out there. Like you don't have to do that. They don't know who he is. Like he's just another competitor, but it didn't matter. They, they want to, they all come together. They all, and that those, those friendships that he made that day are still going strong today. And they, yep. they're, I mean, some of those people I've gotten the luxury to meet and they're freaking amazing. Like, it's just, it's so cool that they are like you, you go and you talk to some of these people and they are like family, uh, you know, having a phone call with, with Kevin Trevlin on a Sunday night. I mean, before I came on here, I mean that I didn't have that before. Right. I didn't have people in the community. I've been talking with, with Feeney all the time about shit. And am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're okay, good. good. All right. If I'm on the show, it's got a rated R rating <laughs> yeah. on it. Am I, yeah. I was going to say, no, yeah. there's only been one episode and that was uh, Cam Thompson. Oh well, that was a good reason. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you saw that one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a warning label though when you were actually you did get a warning. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Cam Cam's got a high bar to set. You know, us Cam's got to roll reel us in. I mean, we're, <laughs> it's uh, it's tough, but uh, I mean, it's the, those people. I mean, Graydon, you can speak to them like, it, and, and that's that was one garage yeah. too, right? Like that wasn't even the Pinties guys that we we get to see and. And then the outlaw uh, midgets, the the OSS crew, the I mean, just even the weekly. I mean, the weekly racers we've never even met, and they're just like sending kind messages, and you're like, what? Like, what have we done to do? Like, what did we do? I was like, we don't, we don't know what you we're doing. You got the stickers in Scuff's podcast. How much more can that be? Well, just, we, you we, guys are creating some of the best content out there. You know. Dead at dead serious. Enough for that. Enough for that. Stop that buttering shit. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We don't need to hear that. I'm not joking. I mean, it's it's it's. Don't get me wrong. It's nice, and and I appreciate it. We both appreciate it. But Graydon, what what's the one thing that we said when we started when we did this? I mean, we're not doing this for us. We're giving back because these these people are our heroes. I mean, you know, Feeney's a hero of mine because these guys they they have balls of steel to do this really. Because oh, frankly, yeah. I couldn't do it. I I just we're I gonna couldn't... change that. You know that, right? Oh yeah, we are. Oh, you are. Not yes. definitely not gonna change that. That's not <laughs> happening. Hold on, we gotta. We're gonna ask that question a little bit. I hope you guys have been enjoying our conversation with KMK and Green and Bun of Stickers and Scuffs. Unfortunately, guys, this podcast ran a little bit longer than we usually do, so we are cutting into two parts. Part two will be up right now thank you guys so much for listening now catch the rest of our interview with cam k and great and bun of stickers and scuffs right now